Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Episode 680. Oh, God, I'm glad I remembered that. For, Jan- uh, <laughs> For December 13th, 2021. Almost had a good intro, and then I fucked it yeah. up. You about skipped an entire month. I did. I'm in a hurry to get things going. On the show this week, we have the Wombat. Yep. And we got Anthony. My notification sounds changed, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> He's very, very upset about it. We've been going for ten minutes before the show just about Anthony's Discord notifications. Anyway, it is the season to play video games, and there are video games to play. Anthony. Yeah, I played more than one this week. Holy shiz whistle. Oh, shit. Uh, I did play Mirror Big Brain Academy. Um, man, I still enjoyed that game. Like, even though I've seen like everything it has to offer pretty quickly, it it I don't know. There's something about it that just got its hooks in me. Um, played a little bit more Animal Crossing. Not a lot because <laughs> I end up playing Big Brain oh, <laughs> instead. But um, I got uh, my copy of Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania for the Switch. And uh, if you like Monkey Ball, that's a fucking good-ass package. But the first thing I did was unlock Sonic so I don't have to play with any of the monkeys. Um, How do you feel about the the physics? I know that was a thing for, like, the pro Monkey Ball peoples. And I totally understand that because um, if you watch some of those people, like, they know the physics so well that they... I'd almost say that they use the table like a tennis racket. So the moment physics change it yeah i could understand why it would be upsetting um but i've heard i've heard like fans that are um like joe redifer from uh game sack did a review of it he's very good at monkey ball and he's like yeah i can't pull off the tricks that i uh i, I could but for what this package is it's still fantastic um you know and I think it's just the amount of content in that game for what uh, I think it's forty bucks up here. Is it like thirty bucks in the states? I thought it was it forty, f- but maybe okay. I'm so then it's fifty. Then it's fifty bucks up here. Okay, but still, like for not full price, like you get three games worth of stages, and that's a lot. And then you get some of the best. Um, uh, multiplayer games. I, I know that Monkey Target is kind of ruined by the new physics, 
but that's never been my favorite of the bunch, even though it's a lot of people's favorites. Um, but I, I, I honestly, I just like playing the base monkey ball game. Um, oh, shit. But I also... That game is, I'm all, according to this, is nineteen ninety nine right now. Yeah, like it, oh, I know really? it, it yeah. dropped in price for Black Friday. Like, yeah, um, man, pick that up. Yeah, I see it for PS five and Series X, both for nineteen ninety nine. Switch is twenty five because oh. you know Switch that's, tags. That's what I was just getting right, getting right it, to ask. How much the it, Switch version it, was? It's it, there's also two different versions of the game for sale. There's the like the standard version, and then there's the what is it? The anniversary edition, which comes with like an art book. And uh, some cosmetic items, which aren't important for the game at all. Um, but you can dress up the monkeys. Um, only the main six characters. You can't like put a a hat on Sonic or change the ball that he's in. But um, it's got fucking it, it's, got it's fucking just the dragon of Dojima in it. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird collection. Uh, but I'm hoping that like if we see other games like if sega starts revisiting other kind of classics say crazy taxi that they do the same sort of thing where they bring in a bunch of other sega franchises into that game um if you make a new crazy taxi you have to have a new driver and it has to be dexter holland and he just like leans out it the would window be nice going yeah 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 that, that would be that'd be great hey, hey. <laughs> hey it's crazy taxi and they just keeps yelling at you to play the game, basically. Hey, hey, um, they uh a local game shop when before COVID hit because they downsized after that because they obviously weren't making enough money to keep their downtown location. But they had like a bunch of arcade machines that you could play too. And uh, right near the door was their crazy taxi machine, and it was so annoying trying to shop. <laughs> With this thing just blasting offspring and yelling at you the entire time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been enjoying uh, that. It was the late 90s. Hey, yeah, I, pretty much listen. everywhere you went, there was offspring blasting and people yelling at you. That was kind of the aesthetic. <laughs> I It's not an aesthetic I hate. It's just an aesthetic <laughs> that has its places. And when I'm trying to look and read like video game spines, having something tr- totally distracting me is a little rough. Um, but, uh, and then the last game I played is something I assume we all played, so I'll just wait. Oh. It's Halo Infinite. I'm so. sure we're, uh, we're gonna have a conversation about Halo Infinite, aren't we? Yeah, so I figure we'll save that closer till the end. So yeah, um, I do recommend Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, I, I wish this, I don't know, I don't know, with, with Banana Mania, it's so good, it makes me question why they did... Um, Banana Blitz HD, like what if that was the test run? Because like this package makes Banana Blitz HD look terrible. Um, yeah, it I, does. Like what a waste of time! Because that came out last year. Like it wasn't a huge gap in between, and it's like it wasn't anybody's favorite. They had to get rid of all the amazing music. It was okay. It wasn't a bad game. Like, I was glad to see Monkey Ball back, but knowing that this was apparently on the back burner, um, what they should have just skipped it. Well, I think you're but, right. I think it was like a test the waters to see if people would actually buy it. And they did. Um, and that's it, why we got I mean, Banana Mania. But then they also 
Yeah, but the amount of work in Banana Mania tells me that they were working on that long before they put out Banana Blitz HD. And Banana Blitz HD, they ended up packaging with Sonic Forces? Or Sonic Mania. Well, they, they, they ended up selling bundles on Switch, where it was like, one of them had a Monkey Ball and either Sonic Mania or Forces... And then they also had Sonic Racing, Team Racing, with the other one that wasn't with Banana Mate. Um, hey, at least, at least they, they wanted it to succeed and didn't package it with Sonic Heroes. Well, you, you're, you're lucky I don't really love that game because there's some crazy people out there that love that game. And I'm like, they're, it's okay. They're legitimately having issues if they think Sonic they, Heroes was that, a good that, game. That game's soundtrack is fantastic but that game boy they want you to play that game four times perfectly to get the uh, like true ending and i don't want to play that game badly once yeah exactly like you there's some levels where like the physics just don't shit the bed and you yeah and you go (laughs) i don't want to do this anymore listening to to the fucking robot Repeat the same phrase over uh, and over. Omo Chow, Omo Chow, the pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, um, that game. But yeah, so that's it for me until we talk about Halo. All right, Wombat, what's up? All right. Um. Well, I played uh Halo, so we'll talk about that when we get to Halo. Um, but I also played, uh, some more Psychonauts 2. I'm getting what I believe is relatively close to the end. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to polishing that one off. Without, uh, spoilers, what was the last level you went through? I'm in the, uh, the librarian level right now. Okay. You then, uh, I can't recall if you can do those two like because there's a couple of times you yeah, can do a, stuff out of order. There's a librarian one, and then there's the the like island plant. Oh, the island one to get all the figments that was the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, so I I done that one already. I'm doing the library one now. The the next level is one of my favorite levels in video games. Have you already yeah. gotten past the game show? Oh, yeah. That was my favorite level. I love that level. You're talking about the cooking one? Yeah, the cooking game yeah. show. Yeah, that uh, the... great. It's a really great level. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and really, really good. And you've definitely passed... Like, my uh, my next one is my favorite, one of my favorite levels in video games because, like, it does exactly what it set out to do. Um, but if you're going to ask me, like, what the favorite level in the video game, like, in, in Psychonauts 2 is, it's actually probably Sidekick Sensorium. Like oh yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, you need to go back after you're done the librarian level because yeah. you need the power to get the um the, the vault finder things. Yeah, and um, it's a very I cried when I saw the those like they, that it was very emotional. But um, that was my favorite. The music in that level is just uh, spectacular. So, is it living up to your expectations? Uh, absolutely, it is. Yeah, one hundred percent. Such sure. a good game. It was. It was robbed. Not to spoil the 
Game Awards conversation later, but not even getting one win really upset me. Yeah, me too. <sighs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it 100% is living up to my expectations. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So, um, and I, again, all the, you know, all the characters are great. Um, the, uh, I, I love the fact that it does the same thing the first game does, which is you, um, it gives you enough information based on the context clues within the level and some of the background stuff as to what the people whose minds you're in went through without beating you over the head with it. Like it, it, um, it makes it clear without being explicit, which I think is really cool. And the first game did that as well. Um, there were a couple things, especially with Mia who, where they don't, sort of beat you over the head with it and make it explicit. But if you sort of read between the lines and pay attention to what's happening in the background and what, you know, the different things that you're seeing kind of represent, uh, you can sort of pick up on, um, what the person may have went through or what their trauma is. Isn't her Um, level the one where you can hop inside the chest? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, it, it's a really, I, I love that sort of, I love the storytelling framework of the series, uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful that this game has kind of, um, lived up to that. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, it's my game of the year so far, although it's, it's easy for me to say that because I haven't played a whole lot. So, I've played a ton, and it's still way the fuck up there. Yeah. So, yeah, and then other than that, um, all I played was Halo, I think. Let me just think for a second if I played anything else. I don't think so, no. Uh, I intend uh, to buy Chorus, but um, haven't I haven't bought it yet because I've got Psychonauts 2 to finish. I've got... Um, Halo, now on my docket. I've got Hitman 3. Uh, I got too much other shit to finish. Uh, but I, I'll pick up Chorus soon. Yeah, Chorus is still very, very good. Alright. Uh, uh, that's it. I'll save the rest for the Halo discussion. Alright, well, I'll run through my stuff pretty quick. Um, I didn't really have a standout indie game this week. Ever Forward was was pretty cool. It's like a 3D platformer puzzle game uh, with a really cool art style. Uh, was a lot better than I expected it to be. Uh, Mini Madness, the racing game, it's not great. Uh, Ball Lab is an interesting take on the whole like physics-based ball game where you're going through levels, but like you'd go one way and and trigger like the more of the level to open up and it would change like what the spikes are. It was actually a pretty neat little game. Um Collapse was a roguelike uh so I didn't really dig that game all that much. I, I liked playing it but I I again don't like the roguelike back and forth. 
Uh, two uh, games that I played were a little bigger. I played Serious Sam 4, uh, which is a hell of a lot of Serious Sam. Uh, that was kind of stealth dropped, shadow dropped, like it's coming to console and it'll be here today. And then it showed up and it's on Game Pass. So, if you like Serious Sam, go play it on Game Pass. Serious Sam 4 is basically like a bigger, better version of 3. So, and I'm playing the gunk, but I can't talk about past like a certain point of that game. I'll be very interested to see how people react to this game because it is, I don't know what people think it is. And and I think that's, I, I think it's different than what I thought it was going to be when I got into it, but I do enjoy it. It is, it is very much like a feels like a smaller game um you know with a little bit of kind of Luigi's Mansion where you're cleaning up the gunk you're exploring this alien world you're scanning items uh over the course of the game you'll collect like resources around the world and upgrade things so like you can upgrade um your boots so that you can run or you can upgrade your backpack so that it can pull uh larger items and then eventually you can upgrade to where you can like shoot these things to open doors for puzzles and it's it's very much an exploration slash narrative kind of game uh the combat up to the point that i'm at has been extremely minimal so it's not like an action game it's more of an adventure kind of narrative game there's a lot of conversation between the two characters that are stranded on the planet um but I am enjoying it. Uh, we will see how it pans out as I get deeper and deeper into the game uh, before I review it this week. And then, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the only other thing I can talk about is Seagate sent me a bunch of memory stuff. I'm going to be doing a write-up of um, uh, hard drives and things for the new consoles. They sent me the 2 terabyte card for the Xbox Series consoles. So I'm going to talk about that. They sent me the big uh, game drive, the 8 terabyte thing, like the old platter drive. And then this week I got the PlayStation 5. So um, I got one of the little SSDs that you'd have to take like the the panels off of your PlayStation to install. And I was very nervous about that because I had not taken the panels off of my PS5 yet. And I have to say, after taking it off and installing it, it was super easy. Like, literally, if you know exactly where to kind of pull the panel, it pops right off. And then literally all you have to do is take out, like, the mounting screw, plug in the hard drive, put the screw back in, and then pop the panels back on. And... It literally took me five minutes. And then you boot up the PlayStation and it literally goes, hey, this thing is plugged in. Do you want to format it? You say yes. And now my PlayStation 5 no longer has a piddly 600 gigabytes of space. It now has four and a half terabytes of space. <laughs> so I can actually install, you know, more than a handful of games and one copy of Call of Duty on my PlayStation 5. Which is nice. Uh, and I did some testing where I was moving stuff between the two drives and how fast it would go. and It's really nice. Uh, I do wish that these things are not were not as expensive as they are because that is 
that is really kind of like the the downfall of expanding the memory of either of these consoles right now is that you're looking at at least you know triple digits in price so but no uh, that's that's about it I did boot up my switch and and uh unlock paper Mario, but I never booted it so I don't know if they fixed the Switch 64 online stuff yet. Uh, my son's been getting back into Game Builder Garage, so he's had the Switch pretty much like all weekend. So, and then I played a fuckload of Halo, and we can talk about Halo now. Who or we wants can, to start. I was gonna say we, or we can sit here and be like, well, nah, that's cool. Can you play the most? Maybe you should start. Well, I had to start over, um, and I finally, not to spoil anything, but I just, I made it to the point where I had made it um, in the preview slash review build that I had, which was the, um, I don't know how far you guys have made it, but the mission where you have to go with the drill and go down into literally, the... Literally just made it through the prologue, so... So you just, have you made it to the open world yet? No. Oh, God! No, I literally just booted it up so that I could see what it was like. Um, but I, you know how I am, man. I want to finish Psychonauts before I really dive into it. So gotcha. when you say you finished the prologue, I got off the exploding ship. Okay, and I saw the the Halo Infinite title card. Okay, because there is a there's another part that I would consider part of the prologue. Basically, um, everything before you get to the open world. The open world, yeah. yeah. Because you're not there yet. You're going to do another part before you get there. Another very much Halo level. Yeah, yeah. which is basically what the missions are. Like, once you get to the open world and then you go do a mission, it's basically a level of Halo. Like, old Halo. It's, um, it's a very interesting, like, way that they've done it. But I think that it works. I think the combat in Halo is so much fun to do and when you finally toss it into like a true open world and not just like a big open level um it makes it interesting to play uh anthony before i get into the things that i don't like what do you think of the game i'm gonna be really nerdy for a minute which thank god i'm on this podcast and not one that isn't accepting of that i suppose but um i'm just gonna say it now after playing halo 5 when it came out i think part of the thing that was missing was the character of master chief and master chief was too i don't say brooding but it was like very weird like it was a poor characterization of him like here's this supposed this strong character that always kind of has that right thing to say where you go, oh, you don't fuck with him, right? And here he is chasing after an AI. And, like, it felt weird to be playing through that. That felt like something that should have happened in a book or a comic. And so when, you know, in the the prologue sequence, where it's just him and uh, the pilot... And it's like, we could be the only two alive. And Master Chief just says, so there's still, uh, that means there's still hope. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, he's just like drifting through space to get back onto the ship. 
I still and think kill my, a bunch of people. I still think my like, favorite line is like, "What are you gonna do with one bullet?" He's like, "It's enough." It's enough. Yeah, enough. <laughs> it's it's like if he said it with any like they they ride the line of cringe. Yeah. Right, like just perfectly, where they're never crossing it. They're like it, anybody else saying that, you'd go, ugh. But because he's, you know, the character, and like it's that's how he thinks. It's like it works. There's a couple of, there's been a couple of like one-liners, and I love. Um, I mean, it was in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. But the AI he gets. Uh, I think I prefer that AI. The not Cortana. It's it's weird they call it the weapon. The weapon, yes. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm assuming that'll be explained later, and even if I knew I wouldn't spoil it, but that just feels weird. It, I, I, but I like the fact that it doesn't have a name. Yeah. It was going, like, it's explained in the intro, but, like, the idea of it having a purpose and once that purpose was done it was to self-destruct but it's still there and the way she says it too but i'm still here so <laughs> what happened she gets she gets saucier the further you get into the game oh, but... but she's she's like the perfect amount though to play off of master chief and cortana was never really that it was weirdly like i don't know I, it, I always found it weird that they were kind of sexualizing an AI character that didn't exist. You know, it's not real, and like it seemed pointless. And like that's not the relationship these two have currently. Like yeah. they're two people working together, and she's kind of so, learning some of the stuff along the way. And like she didn't even like the line where she says she didn't even know what a banished was an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, like some of the fans are feeling you right now. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know what it was. Dad, so so before we get into complaints, the only complaint I have story wise, because it, I don't think this is really fair to base the game off of. This is a not a sequel to Halo Five. This is a sequel to Halo Wars Two. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> that that is. Uh... So this thing started, and so I, it's again, it's not a spoiler because it's right at the very beginning of the game. But you, 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 that Atriox guy lifts you up, throws you off the thing. That's how you end up in space. And I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? <laughs> Who is this like, guy? And what's going what on? Did, what what have I missed? Because <laughs> this is not what I remember from Halo. The way Halo Five ended. Um, so I uh. I went back, and I'm like, you know what I need to do before I even start this game? Before I even start the cursory, let me just see what this looks like, but, and I'll come back to it later, playthrough, is go read the synopsis of the the first six games and see what I'm forgetting. Oh, I wasn't forgetting it. <laughs> it's just not there. Uh, unless yeah. you look at Halo Wars, which I, I didn't. Um... So, yeah, I was very confused by so, the main villain there for a minute. The yep. Precursor Trilogy is actually, like, four games and then, like, a comic book. Because Halo 4 to 5 has a comic book in between that explains the jump, weird jump in time. And it's just, like, a fucking... 
don't do that. But thankfully, it's thankfully like it quickly outside of that, it quickly like seems okay again. That's well, that yeah. was I got. Yeah, that was my biggest thing about this game is like sometimes in the past Halo has been Bungie storytelling was always kind of like we're going to tell you some things and it's it's not going to be written to a way that you kind of get it the first time you hear it. Whereas this one feels like I'm following the story, I'm picking up the characters, I'm understanding what's happening even if I don't know the context of where it came from. Like it, it feels better written. At least to me. Yeah, the the banished quickly established themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone that didn't know and was like, yeah, this isn't Halo, Halo 5. Like, what the fuck am I, what is this? <laughs> um, there's still questions I have. Sure. And I don't know if those will be answered. But, like, that was my only kind of complaint on the story aspect was that if I'd known Halo, because the first Halo Wars doesn't have that same importance as apparently Halo Wars Two does to the lore of Halo in terms of the main game series, it would kind of be like, and I'm only saying this because I think it's the only thing where you you have those gaps of time, like they explained characters in the, the, suddenly there's a character in one of the star Wars movies that everybody seems to know, but they never really fill in the audience. It'd be like, Oh, but the, like, you know, Oh, you had to read the comic book from dark horse. Like, thanks. Um, so it was kind of weird there, but again, the, the banished quickly sort of, I don't want to say overwrite their history, but it's clearly they're in the midst of change themselves. So you're coming in at a pivotal moment where they are redefining themselves. Yeah, and it made sense by the end of the by the end of the the prologue. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, this makes sense. And I'll tell you, um, I so again, I've played through the prologue, so I don't know what happens the rest of the the way. Um, but Anthony, you mentioned. Um, that your big problem with Halo 5 was the characterization of Chief. My big problem with 5 and 4, honestly, was the precursor bullshit. Um, because it, the first uh, four, five, including ODST, Halo games, had a a pretty easily recognizable enemy and overall story, right? Mm-hmm. It was, this is the covenant. Uh, the covenant is, you know, they believe that humanity is a, an affront to their religion. And so they want to wipe humanity out. They discover the halo. They don't know that it'll kill all living creatures on the earth they just think they can use it to wipe out humanity and there's the flood and oh by the way the halo was built originally to try to you know contain these guys that was sufficient uh, explanation for the origin of the halo for me and then it was like what it felt like or whatever yeah what it felt like at the time was mass effect had done the precursor thing uh 
uh, Assassin's Creed obviously had done the precursor thing, and it felt like, okay, this is the new hot shit in video games, is to talk about the race that came before. And yeah. it felt really disconnected to me. It, it was almost like Halo 4 um, started a completely different story and just had some of the same characters. And so, I, you know... I don't know what happens with the rest of the story in this game, but at least for the prologue, it was it was nice to be fighting like uh, former Covenant enemies who have a very easily defined. We don't like Ape? humans because oh. <laughs> of what happened before. Um, we want revenge, so we're gonna kill Master Chief because he's the the best warrior on the human side and then we're going to kill all the humans again like that to me is it's so much more enjoyable as a story now we'll see what happens because the other games had their craziness well five it was kind of craziness from the beginning yeah but four had their had its craziness come about halfway through so we'll see what happens here no spoilers obviously but um i'm it it would be nice to just go back to something more simple. I do agree with you. When I say that Master Chief's characterization bothered me the most is because had Master Chief felt like his himself still, I think I could have bought into the nonsense a lot better. Yeah. But so Master Chief isn't really a very good characterization, especially in five, but four it started to get there. And then you're throwing a bunch of bullshit at me that wasn't really mentioned beforehand. Like, now there's nothing to connect to. Like, that was, I think... And and nothing bothered me actually more than it feeling like a bad Metroid Prime in Halo 4. The, the way that the precursor enemies moved reminded me of the Chozo ghosts. And I was like... This is just bad Metroid Prime that's linear. Um, you know, it's not... It doesn't feel like enough is happening. Like, I like the precursor weapons, but, like... Eh. Also, I'd argue that the precursors started with the uh, Jack and Daxter series, where they were oh, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot the, that that game is called the Precursor The Precursor Legacy, Legacy and you meet yeah. these giant weird statues and stuff, and it was just like, oh, the mystery, yeah, I mean, and... If we're going way back, technically the precursor stuff started with Metroid, right? Because they had the Chozo and the, yeah, all that stuff. But yeah. um, but I just mean there was a it became a a trend um, where it, it felt like every game was biting into that. We have to explain the origins of everything in the universe. Yeah, right. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, you're that. right. I didn't even um, think about that. The 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 Mass Effect series was doing that, and then oh Halo come on, the Adam and followed. Eve. The apple in the Assassin's Oh Creed. God! Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put Seven those Assassin's in. Creed. Yeah. yeah. That... Oh yeah! yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it was. It was everything had to have pre- precursor. The first, you know, the first people stuff, and it's like, man, I don't need that in Halo. And so here's what I'll say: I, I find in one of the big differences, not that there aren't a ton of differences, but one of the big differences between literature and video games is that i feel like most of the time literature lives and dies based on its main character 
because you're inside the main character's head in most books. You're seeing and hearing their thoughts, and you're seeing the world the way they do generally. <sighs> most video games, not all video games, but most video games, uh, especially shooters, really live and die based on the antagonist because that's what you're pointed at for the entire game, right? Especially a shooter. Um, and so I, I think, like... If you blow the antagonist in a game like Halo, what am I pointing at? Like, there's not enough uh, inner monologue in the Halo series for the main character to be the only focus. Like, you gotta have a really compelling antagonist because otherwise, like I said, what am I doing? Like, what am I what am I shooting at? Um, you know, for role playing games or platformers, it's a little bit different. You gotta have you know, the the main character is a bigger part of it, I think. But, man, in a shooter, if I don't care about what I'm shooting at, then what am I even doing? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, I already, again, I only played the prologue, but I already care a hell of a lot more about the antagonist that we've been introduced to in the prologue for Halo Infinite than I ever cared about any of the bad guys in uh, 4 and 5. I've never thought about first-person shooters that way, but you're absolutely correct. I will. I will tell I, you that it it continues. <clears throat> excuse me, out into the open world, and one of the things that I really like, kind of you know, pivoting into the gameplay, is once you get out into the open world, you get a lot of open world stuff. Like you get some dots on a map, and you get fast travel points, but you get this like laundry list of named characters that are soldiers in you know the banished army that are like considered like elite soldiers and kind of like uh shadow of war yeah yeah so you'll get like these these main generals that you'll get marked on the map as you continue to like uncover the map and the thing is is like they have a name they have a life bar and then when you get to them you know, like, you'll get this little story from the audio log about that person, and you can, like, read up on them, and then once you fight them and defeat them, then you get, like, a special weapon. Like a, yeah, a... That's exactly what they should be doing in a first-person shooter. Yeah, and that happens it... in this game. But I also... Spend, again, you spend the entire game with something at the end of the barrel of your gun, and the more intriguing the thing at the end of the barrel of my gun is, the more I'm interested in pressing forward to kill it um so that's that that is really good news for me uh and it actually makes me anticipate getting further into the game uh even more than i already was i also i don't know if you've noticed this anthony i also love that it has kind of that joker from arkham asylum uh where atriox is kind of like constantly talking over like a loudspeaker uh, but it's not Atriox. It's the oh, go- sorry, because Atriox is dead. It's the it's, the new it's, leader of the band. The new, yeah, 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 the new the new guy. But he's like over the loudspeaker, like talking mm-hmm. about which which uh, places have been taken down and who's been killed. And well, my favorite part of it is when the grunts start <laughs> speaking over the loudspeaker. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh my god. The grunt dialogue stop. in this game is so good. All of the characters. All of the characters. Um, when, again, when again I... that's something that the first couple Halos did really, really well, is th- they made 
each one of the enemy types has its own personality. These blow um, those out of the water. So not only do they have a personality, I'll kill um, a brute, and the jackals, one of the jackals will comment and th- be like happy that the brute is dead. Uh, some of the jackals that snipe will be talking about, like you'll hear them talk about trying to aim for your head. Like it's a weird thing where it's like all of the characters are always talking because of course they would be. Right. And but like way more than I remember past Halos. Past Halos you'd be like shoot a guy and then someone would maybe comment about oh the the it's down or the you know the grunts start running away and stuff. But um dude the situational just... dialogue in this game is ridiculous. I heard a grunt holler when I was reloading to tell everybody else that I was reloading and I I heard a soldier have a conversation with another one about a sandwich because they were hungry. It, it's so <laughs> weird. They it, it like and when you die to one of them, they all have a bunch of different death conversation or like death talk. Like um, they give a little speech about how they killed you. Um, one of the uh, was it one of the elites or was it one of the uh, jackals? But one of them said, "I have to take your head as to as proof," and then the screen went black. Yeah, that that the was... the conversational dialogue around the world is is fantastic. And that's um again why it was such a goddamn travesty that you spent half of the last game shooting can robot thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Well, like why am I why why am I doing this? You you've spent all this time building up this cast of characters of bad guys and making it you know clear that these are. Yes, they are a faction, but they are different races brought together by this cause, so they bicker and argue and stuff like that. And then you spend 90% of the neck of the last game shooting robot that things. Yeah. This this feels like we're getting back to what made Halo great while also advancing it with with things like the grappling hook and and the equipment and there's an upgrade tree and there's you know there's an open world that you can choose to explore and unlock things or you can just kind of flow through the storyline and just play the missions like that's entirely up to you but you get that trademarked 30 seconds of fun in an open world where you can approach things from so many different ways to do them yeah, like, I do like the fact that it's not, oh, I died in the hallway, I just have to be better. It's like, no, I might have chosen to start that conflict in a in a poorer way. Like, maybe if I take a different angle of approach, like, I can do this a lot better. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you right now the grappling hook is one of the best fucking things in video games it's really good uh what if you took to sum it up what if i took the just cause 2 grappling hook but put it in first person and as soon as you get the upgrade that it meets means it uh like reloads faster dude i i was like swinging like goddamn spider-man yeah it's like the skyrim thing to where you can kind of you know glitch your way up the side of a mountain once you get that mm-hmm. upgrade 
you can like literally grapple and then your momentum will carry you for a minute and then the reload happens before you're done so you just keep going up and up and up and up so there's a uh, I, I i have one skull so far one cuz they're very hard to find yes they are but i found but i found one and it required a like precision amount of like grappling hook and i felt so satisfied when i did it yeah. And like you get to upgrade that so it becomes a weapon. Um the invisible enemies, there's an upgrade for that. The first boss fight. The first boss fight I other than just being like poorly equipped, I wish I didn't have the weapons I did. Don't take a shotgun into that fight is what I'm going to tell you right now. Um it it fuck it was so good and I was like, yeah, I don't feel I have not felt bad that I've died and I've died a lot because just like clearly I'm approaching this with the wrong mind for like mindset like there's a better way to do this um and like sometimes it's just going back to one of the field operating bases and grabbing a bunch of soldiers so the odds are stacked in your favor um and like I love the fact that as you unlock weapons um through valor and other things like you get the special versions of guns and and uh vehicles and um you know you just go back to one of those and it's like i want this gun and this gun uh there you go and like man it, the pistol is back like it doesn't work as well as the original halo's pistol but there is like no drop on those bullets so you can, if you can line that little target up, you can basically headshot those guys. <laughs> I'll tell you, my my pistol of choice in that game though is the brute pistol. Holy yeah, shit! The Magnum. That yeah, that thing is. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's it's devastating. My my, I like the pistol. I like the old battle rifle. Yeah. Which yeah, I like the battle way rifle. way better than it used to be, in my opinion. And the, like, heavy machine gun, that like the human, the UNSC I like that gun, gun but this is going to curtail into what I don't like about this game. At, that you can only carry two weapons? You can only carry two weapons, which sucks, and the ammo is so limited. Yeah, that is, that is my only real complaint about the gameplay is that it is the way Far Cry handles it is that pistol ammo works on pistols. Uh, the way Halo works is you need to pick, you run over the same gun to reload or go to one of the little ammo drops and reload all of your, what is it, kinetic and energy and yeah, there's three different types of ammo boxes. Electric, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's four, actually. Oh, there's four, okay. I, I yeah, think I've only that, seen three, but maybe I just haven't seen it. You know that, you know that big-ass like rocket launcher that you have to charge up from the uh, Banished? Yeah. It's a red gun. There's a ammo type that reloads that. I do have another complaint. Okay. Um, the equipment and grenade switching. I don't mind the grenade switching. I I hate the equipment switching. The equipment switching is fucking terrible. So 
if you haven't got multiple equipment yet, the way you do grenades and equipment is you either press left on the D-pad or right on the D-pad, depending on if you want to switch equipment or grenades, and then you press a second direction. So until you memorize what piece of equipment is on every single one, it, it it's just a chore. A wheel, um... um... Uh, a weapon wheel would go a long way. Also, why not just tap the butt? There's only five equipment pieces and four grenade types. Just let me tap left, like, twice to get to the grappling hook, three times to get to the the, the thrusters. Yeah. yeah, just let me tap it. Don't make me press one direction and then another direction and have to remember, oh, my grappling hook is left-left. My thrusters are left-right. My shield drop is left-down. You know, like, I don't... No. The the other thing that, like, it takes... I, I always mess it up once when I restart the game, but the grappling hook is on right bumper, grenades yep. are on left bumper, he shoots yep. the grappling hook from his left hand. Yeah, which is weird. It, I know why they did it. That's because it used to be left triggered uh, throw grenades. I would almost Better be than okay... Better the Halo 5. I would almost be okay with him getting rid of that fucking... The the, the the half-ass ADS. Like, I don't I don't need the half-ass ADS. Like, I I don't know. Mm. Like, some guns don't even use it. It's just, I don't yeah. know. It feels weird. I just wish there was an easier way to swap equipment, because there's a lot of times where I'll go into a level, and I want to have the threat detector, and then, then I want to swap to yeah. the grappling hook, and it's like, oh, I gotta sit here and fumble with the D-pad for two, and then all of a sudden I'll turn my light on, because that's up on the D-pad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, if those are the complaints, I'm like... I'm okay yeah, with that, yeah. pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the only other minor complaint but it's a complaint with every open world is when you're kind of just looking for those last things you're like fuck me i'm just wandering across an empty map looking for something well it does mark things when you open a fob yeah so where is the last like i'm looking for i'm missing a skull and i'm missing six unc unsc um audio logs on the first map as well as one um propaganda tower those should... and it's like yeah like you, some you, of the they'll, stuff... they'll pop up the pop up the propaganda tower and you'll hear the sound of the unsc um audio logs if you're near them but that requires still being in the general vicinity and i'm like i swear i walked this whole map i cannot find that propaganda tower um, and obviously the skull, they're not going to tell you where it is. So They it's like... will if you find an audio log for it. Interesting. Yeah, because there's a skull I marked can't... on my map, and it had to have come from an audio log. Is it at the top of a building? Uh, I don't remember exactly where it's at. Yeah, because that's the one I got. Yeah, that one... And that was that was unique experience. I was I, I saw the thing that's on top of the building. You're talking about the top of the tower, the very first tower. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait till I get the pelican and fly up there. <laughs> oh no, I did it with the grapple. I tried was... for about 20 minutes, and I'm like, you know what? I could be. You have to. Things. You have to get onto like a specific ledge that is like super small, and I grapple hook again using it like. The grappling hook is so good that I'm like, as soon as I got the hang of it, I knew how far I'd be in the air 
past the ledge to be able to turn around and shoot the grappling hook back and pull myself up and he'll clamber over and I'll be on top of the building. And I'm just like, this fucking game, like, they built an actual sandbox. Yeah. You know, it's it's the thing that I'm like, sometimes like, oh, I wish I could do this. You can, like, this whole world is pretty open. And like you said, you'll be able to get, like, flying like vehicles and stuff. I do. That is but, that is one other complaint that I have is that like every time I get a warthog or a mongoose, I feel like it's a lot harder to traverse the world than it is just walking and grapple hooking. Because and and my and the thing with that is because you're on these broken islands and the world is sort of falling apart. Like driving any vehicle that doesn't float doesn't work. Yeah, the ghosts are fine, but the mongoose. The ghosts are the, the only dogs. thing. No, and the um, the motorcycle, the brute, the brute, the brute cycle. Yeah, chopper. Yeah, it's uh, that's a pain in the ass to drive too because everything is too bumpy. Yep. Yeah. Although having a ghost yeah. during a mission is <laughs> so well, fucking breaks good. it because yeah. you just strafe around. <laughs> but everybody. that's that's the beauty yeah, of that's a, always a... been the case though of Halo is if you get a ghost, you're basically just on cheat mode for a little bit. But that's what makes that's what people don't understand. Like some people complain, like this breaks the game. No, it makes it fun. It fun. makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, the the my fa- I have a new favorite enemy. It's the um brutes that just charge at you. Oh yeah, screaming at you. Here I come! <laughs> like every time it happens, I panic. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> Running backwards trying to avoid the guy, and then there's another one coming in the distance. Oh no! I'm like, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> the... And, and uh, it keeps me on my toes. The best thing about the Halo Infinite launch is that uh, I have. Master Chief giving me voice directions on ways, and uh, my uh, vehicle representation on ways is a ghost. Is this a thing they're keeping? Please tell me it's a thing they're keeping. I don't know. Most of the other ones end up sticking around. So, oh, well, so I might have to switch to ways then, because I just want Master Chief to tell me where to drive. You can, you can have him or the brute guy give you directions. I don't want the brute guy. To... But uh, but Master Chief will be like, uh, like police up ahead. Did you call for backup? Or uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll be like, um, uh, there's a you know. Uh, uh, hazard up ahead. Be careful. This could be a trap. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy I enjoy gimmicky stuff like that on Waze. I, they always do a good job with stuff like that. I, I I'm loving it though. Like the overall Halo Infinite, it's like it feels like Halo again. Um, you know, the moment the music kicked in. Yeah, the music in this like, game is is the it's, best it's been since Marty left. Yeah, sure. you're like, wait, this is this is the original like music redone. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit! And so I'm like, you know, I'm doing the open world pop uh, stuff, and it's like I'm listening to a podcast because there's no music when you're wandering around necessarily, and uh, I go to fight the what the um. Elite with the uh, sword. He, I don't remember his name, but he's like the first target you get. And uh, 
all of a sudden the music starts playing and I'm like, holy shit, this is a walk in the woods. Like, my favorite song from Halo. And they're playing it and I'm like, I'm walked into this combat section and like, the choir starts up and I'm like, Oh my god, like goosebumps started to happen. I was like they're they've they've done it again. And it's not to say that um Halo 5 or Halo 4 soundtracks were, were bad. They weren't. In fact, I'd argue Halo 5 soundtrack was the best part of that game because it was something different, but it worked really well. But it's the, the thing about Halo music is that the music that's good is really good. So even it's the iconic. Bad, yeah, even the bad music stands out as because it's not bad. It's still good, but compared to other Halo so music, it's still, not. So like all these iconic tracks are being brought back, and I'm like, yeah, like this is this is a return to form entirely. And oh, man, like it. Like I said before, it's like I, I haven't engaged with every Halo game fully, and I probably should. Um, but like, it, you're, you're, do- so like my first Halo game was Halo 3. I'd played Halo 3 multiplayer at a friend's house. I got my 360, like arcade. Halo 3 went on sale for like 20 bucks on a Boxing Day sale. So I went and bought it, and I'm playing through the campaign, and you're on, um, uh, I think earth or something like that. And like, you know, you're going through the forest as the first mission. And there's a part where you start to come onto buildings and the new version of a walk in the woods plays. I was just like, Holy shit. Like first person shooters can have music like this. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, not knowing that it was, yeah, they played that in halo two and one. And you know, when I played, uh, the, um, anniversary version of Halo 1, I was like, oh my god. So, yeah, like, it, it's a weird thing to call out. Uh, you know, I mentioned music with Psychonauts 2, so obviously that's a thing I care about a lot. But, um, yeah, they just, they, they did it. Like, I can't, after 5, I had, like, very little hope, and it seems like they, they've got it, finally. I I think the conversations we've had I think it was very brave and very smart to delay this game a year. And I think the conversations that we've had since Halo 5 came out, that the next 343 game has to be fucking amazing. Yep. And it was. Yeah, and... I mean, they, I, I think, you know, again, I, I, I've barely played any of it, but what I've played so far is enough to give me confidence in playing the rest of the game. Um. So, you know, unless they don't stick the landing, right? I they, they've they've proven that they know how to make a good Halo game now. Yeah. Which but, they had not proved before. This feels like Halo is back. I will be excited for whether this game it's a sequel or it just expands. You know, they called it Halo Infinite, maybe they'll just add things to it over time, new islands, new areas. I don't know. I think that's probably the game plan. I think that's what most of these series are going to go to. But all I know is is that the sandbox that 343 has built in this game at launch is fucking amazing. And Halo is back. I'm excited for Halo again. 
And, you know, I played the multiplayer and I like it, but then again, I'm 40 plus years old. I can't hang with these kids anymore. Same. So, yeah, I, I do enjoy the multiplayer, but it's, yeah, it's it's not where I'm going to spend my time. No, I can't. Like, they, they're just they're just routing me. Like, it's not even a challenge for them to kill me. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I don't stand a chance to, just because I'm mad. I, I don't have age to back me up. I'm just mad. Yeah, but having this campaign and the way it plays, and, man, it feels good to have Halo be good again. All right. Um, so anything else about this game? I I did forget to mention something before we move on to new releases. I don't have anything else about Halo. I I'm just going to say like if if our discussion hasn't done it, it is literally paid for <laughs> in a Game Pass subscription. Yeah. It's on PC like do yourself the favor and just give it a shot. <clears throat> Halo was the reason why video games, like obviously first person shooters had campaigns before then, but it is why like Call of Duty started having huge spectacle campaigns, right? Because they started focusing more on multiplayer, but they'd still have those big moments Halo fell away from that, but it's doing it again, and and it's giving you an open world experience. Like that intro sequence is so fucking. It reminded me of the Titanfall two segment where the houses are being built around you. You know, like it it it's just this like masterpiece of like, oh yeah, this is how a first person shooter is done. And then you go into the open world and you're swinging around and you know, tactically choosing where to attack enemies from. I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking great game. Just just give it a shot. Like, I know that Halo 5 was bad. Just, God. Yeah, just watch, just forget Halo 5. Yeah. And just play this game. I mean, there's nothing to lose considering it's on Game Pass. Whether you have an Xbox or a PC, just get it. And, And I'll be, as soon as this... Hopefully this game gets a CD soundtrack release. I think it did, didn't it? Not yet, I don't think. Okay, I thought I saw somewhere that there was a place where you could buy it, and somebody was complaining Uh, because it wasn't vinyl, it was CD. But maybe that was something um, different. Maybe, maybe. Um, But, like, I'm going to look right now because I want it. Um, Yeah, man, it's just so good. So, so good. Yeah. that's all. I mean, really, I just I can't praise it enough. It's I've just been having a blast and dying a lot. So, yeah, it's... what was the game you forgot? Let's let's. So yeah, hopefully it was good. Well, I know you don't have a new console, but um, Ryan, did you download that Matrix thing? No, I did not. Holy shit! You need to download it. Is it really good? So, you know how we've kind of had. Like this, this almost like postmortem of these new consoles and being like, oh, well, we don't have, you know, the game to showcase what these systems can do. Like, they're good, but they're just kind of running better, but they look because the cross gen stuff, you need to see this engine. It's not really like a game, it's okay. just, it's just a demo of the Unreal 5 engine. Holy fucking shit, dude. I've seen screenshots. It's, it's uncomfortable. 
it's how realistic it looks. Like this was built in like a year by the coalition and some other people. And you just look at it and you go, God, when games start looking like this, it's going to blow your mind. But like they can now, like these things are running in real time on these consoles. It's just, I mean, it's just kind of crazy, right? <laughs> I'll have to so, check it out. Just, Is just download it. Doing it? Yeah, yeah. So it starts off with like, you remember the opening of the first movie where he's like laying his head on the keyboard? So it starts yes, with that. Yes, and they've, they've recreated it and you go, this is just the movie. And no, no, no it's, it's not. not just the movie. It's not the movie. It's it's like, so you start with that and then Keanu does like this little intro and it's like the rendered version of him. And it's fucking uncanny. Like it looks real. It's kind of crazy. Um... So you do that, and then like you play this sequence where, um, like you're in a car chase, and it's kind of like on rails, and you've got like this shooting, and then it puts you in this open world where you can just walk around and drive cars and shit, and that's kind of all it is. So you can't like jump buildings and stuff. No, but you can like literally go into like a flying camera. Damn. And just float so, around the world and see what it's doing. Seeing as how uh, the Wachowskis are big nerds, um, I'm wondering if there will be more of a video game worked off of this. Not like they haven't had video games in the past. They filmed uh, that all the Enter the Matrix stuff at the same time as the movie. So... I'd be interested to see if they go any further with what they're doing here. I wish I could play it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like it's it's only available on Xbox Series X, S and PS5. You can't even download it on PC right now. Oh wow. Okay. And I think I know why. It's because it's got real people in it and they don't want it modded. Nah, that makes sense. I I I unfortunately understand that people are weird online. Yeah, people are very weird online. <sighs> but no, um, I would definitely, sorry, I'm trying to order food for my wife. I'm kind of like half paying attention. But no, if you have a new console, go download this thing and just marvel at it. It lets you kind of switch between, like, it shows you like the underlying AI and how it's working and shows you where people are and traffic. And it's just, man is one of the most impressive things. It reminds me of, uh, not to go way, way too far back, but do you remember the T-Rex demo, like the disc that came with the original PlayStation? Yep, I do. Yeah, it's 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 kind of that moment where you're like, holy shit, look what this machine can do. And I ran it on both PS5 and Series X, and it runs great on both. It is definitely not running at 60 frames a second, uh, but you can look at it and be like, just... It's just something to marvel at, man. Like, I wanted to show it to my wife, and she doesn't even really care about graphics. I was like, you've got to see this. They, like, show it to her and be like, is that a movie? No, that's 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 what it looks like when you play. It's fucking crazy. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll have to check it out. I, yeah. have not, I have not checked it out yet. Yeah, go download that. All right. Um, all right, so let's talk about what's coming out this week 
switch my tabs here. Uh, for the Series X and PS5 consoles, we've got, finally, Among Us, making its way. Remember that game? Nope. I do, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody remembers that game. It's already forgotten. Uh, Asteroids Recharge, which this is this this is the third game in the Recharge series. Uh, I think we did Centipede, and then Black Widow, and now Asteroids. Uh, Beyond a Steel Sky. Again, interested to play that. Uh, Gear Dot Club Unlimited Two Ultimate Edition. One Hand Clapping. Eterna Noctis. The Letter of a Horror Visual Novel. Record of Lodos War, Deedlit, and Wonder Labyrinth. Say that three times fast. Uh, and the Gunk. Gunk. Uh, PS5, pretty much the same stuff. Guardian of Lore. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Smurfs Mission Bioleaf, the Smurftastic Edition. <laughs> okay. That's great. Uh, Blackbird. I hope if Being that's... in the dead of night. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I hope if they're doing a PS5 version of the Smurfs game that they like upgrade it to run at 60 because playing that game at 30 was about kill me, killing me. I've been spoiled. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Is that the like... That's the first person one, right? Or the like the uh, I I know they're all first person, but like the adventure kind of one, right? That's my question. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what that one was called. That's but the it... one that's got the weird redesigns where they look more like power suits rather than animatronics. I will be interested. You walk around. I will be interested to, to like hear if that game is any good because one of the things I didn't like about that game was like the static, like function of it. Camera view. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Uh, Moon Remix RPG Adventure. And I think that's it for the new consoles. Uh, PS4, Xbox One. We've got a lot of the same stuff, but also Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, All Was Collection. Clockwork Aquario. Uh, Disney's Classic Games Collection, Aladdin, Lion King, and what's the third one? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. The Jungle Book. That's what it was. Blockwork Aquario, because I'm a Wonder Boy fan, is like the last game that was ma- being made by the Wonder Boy team, West Stone, and uh, just never got released. And so the company that owns In In and Strictly Limited Games finished it and uh from the sounds of it it's all right it's like yeah i can see why like it just was kind of not released but uh that it was still okay it just wasn't their best work i was um, like very very pretty looking and like i'm glad it exists but you know I always like when we get something related to wonder boy and andy jumps into his david attenborough narration <laughs> Telling us all about Wonder Boy. Uh, Greek Memories of Azure, uh, the the expansion for Kingdoms of Amalur, Re Reckoning, Fates Worn, 
Uh, my universe. Is that a, so? Is that a, is that an expansion that existed for the original game? Nope. Or is that an expansion that only exists for the remastered game? Only for the remaster. It's brand new. Interesting. Um, is this uh, the first time that they've that somebody has done a expansion specifically <laughs> for a remaster that wasn't a part of the original game? Uh, I think the the same. I think THQ Nordic also did one for Titan Quest remaster. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Oh, interesting. All right, you went into the whole you went into the lisp thing when you said that Uh-oh, whole sentence. And it was cracking me up. <laughs> Is this the first time that they've done? Uh, I apologize. Interesting. So you're saying, Anthony? You're saying you think that they did it for what again? Titanfall. Titan, uh, Titan Quest. Titan Quest. I mean. Yeah, because they did, so they reissued tw- Titan <coughs> Quest. Let me just quickly check here. I, th- I think you're yeah. right, because they so, did So the, yeah, for yeah. Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, they ended up releasing Ragnarok, Atlantis, and a, I think the newest one is called Eternal Embers. So those aren't for the original Titan Quest. Those are specifically for Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, and that is also published by THQ Nordic. As so is. THQ is doing this now, which I think is kind of yeah. cool. Hey, I'm glad that like they see value in franchises other people didn't see value in. Yeah, I kind of want to play this now, but also at the same time, I didn't play entirely through the remaster of Amalur. So, like, do I want to play through that whole game again and then play the DLC? I don't know. I've, it was just Kingdoms Amalur was just um, given away free on something, right? PS Plus. PS is that Plus. What it was? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's I never in... played the original, so... Oh, the original's a great game. I, I really enjoyed that game. You just have to understand what it is. You know, it was an MMO that turned into a single-player game that has a lot of areas that are kind of uh, empty. Yeah. So, But it's still a good game. Uh, my, my Universe, Doctors and Nurses. Sure. Is that like, is that like dogs or cats? Yeah, like one of those My Universe yeah. games. I don't know what they are. I don't play them. Uh, archi- the Arcade Archives Mirai Ninja. Mirai Ninja. Uh, Xbox. Probably a lot of the same stuff. It still says Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeons coming to Xbox. I thought that was not coming to Xbox. Dude, I looked it up last week and said it wasn't coming to Xbox. And So one of these two internets is lying. Okay, well, yours are mine. We'll find out when the game releases on Monday. Whether which one was lying. Uh, Doctor D, the Silk Rose Murders. Sorry, Detective D, not Doctor D. Um, a lot of the same stuff. A lot of the same stuff. Inspire Enos Tale. Circus Pocus. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy physical editions are coming out this week. For Xbox and PlayStation, Switch was delayed to January. Uh, Murder Diaries 3, Santa's Trail of Blood. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to say it's a... um... Like one of those point-and-click games? Yes, but the, um, the hidden objects... Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. They're they all Santa, published by, like, the same publishing house. It's, uh, what is it? Murder Diaries, Santa's Trailer, Trail of Blood. Let's see here. Is it a hidden object? Oh? No, it's not. It's a weird third-person thing that might be an asset flip. I can't tell. It's fucking weird-looking. Oh, and Anthony... That is of, not what... 
what fi- I thought it was going to be. A physical version of the Eternal Cylinder is also releasing this week. That's a good fucking game. Alright, Nintendo Switch. A lot of the same stuff. Uh, I'm trying to look for the first new game here. Of course, it's Dinosaur Jigsaw Puzzles. Uh, Hashihime of the old book Town Append. Whatever that is. Uh, Love Pop with an exclamation point. Omno. I played that game. It's alright. Sakura Santa. That sounds like a hentai game. That's gotta be a hentai game. Uh, The Enigma Machine. Forgotten Hill Disillusion. And Him and Her 3. I I'm gonna tell you right now. I was like, I'm I'm like I I've wanted. I hope Ken is wrong. I hope Ken has taken a guess and is like wrong. Ken, you weren't wrong. <laughs> Ken, you weren't you weren't wrong at all. Here's the description: the popular user defined tags for this product on Steam: anime, nudity. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. I bet she's wearing like a, a lingerie Santa yes! outfit. Yes! <laughs> That's right. I know. I know my weird shit. <laughs> All right, let's do the news. 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 I literally thought I was only going to have one bullet point linking to the story about the game awards, but I found some other stuff. I'm going to run through those real quick. Um, remember Scorn? How many times have we talked about Scorn? Has it been delayed again? I don't know that it ever had an official date, but we have a release date now. Four years from now? October 2022. <laughs> what now? Say this one more time. Scorn, the the horror porn game, you know, with the creepy oh. wall penises and shit. That game was... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, which makes it even better. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, we have a new casting for the Last of Us TV show. Nick Offerman will play Bill. Okay. God, I hope it's just Ron Swanson constantly hollering at Joel and Ellie. That'd be great. Here's one for the Wombat. Uh, rumored next Valhalla expansion pack coming in March. Uh, apparently it's huge. It's like 40 hours long and it's, uh, based on like God of War stuff. Like it's Ragnarok stuff. Interesting. Yep. That's a rumor. Yeah, that's not I, official. That, well, that's been the expectation. So there was um, something in the code, I guess, that they discovered that referenced a meteor. Uh, and the uh, the expectation was that it would lead to the next expansion being Rag- Ragnarok. Um, so, yeah. I those are that's also content I need to finish. I never finished the uh, first DLC and haven't even started the second DLC for that. I'm terrible. Also, I've never finished. I that. also have not played uh, the uh, DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. I played through that. It was good. It's a little short, but it's good. Uh, we're getting our first DLC character for Nickelodeon's All Star Brawl. It's free. It's already out. It was Garfield. This game fucking for? I don't know, you know, but I played it again when they added the free costumes. Costumes. I don't know, that game's fun. 
I wish it was better, but it's fun. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic Legacy of the Sith expansion has been delayed to 2022. Uh, Microsoft has trademarked uh, Halo The Endless. I don't know what that is. Infinite The Endless. Just going for all the ways to say, like, this is never going to stop. Halo Forever. Uh, Paper Mario dropped on the... <laughs> Paper Mario dropped on the Switch uh, in December for the N64, and then they've already announced Banjos in January, which basically means bend over, boys, because you're going to get trickled one game a month. Also, what happened to the Super Nintendo Nintendo games? <laughs> That's a great question. Let's up the price of this to some ridiculous amount and give you one game a month. Nintendo, baby, what are you doing? What is you Nintendo is fucking up. Uh, Sony has purchased another studio this week. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment. What do they make? I think they've worked on multiple games. Again, this is kind of like a support studio. I think they worked they... on God of War. Yeah, give me a second. I pulled it up before. They've worked on... Because somebody said that... I remember that they got pulled in um, to help with... I think Halo, actually. Infinite, they helped. Yeah, they uh, might have worked on on. Halo. I know they worked on God of War. Um, Of course, their website doesn't have... uh... (laughs) It's just a picture of the check Sony wrote them. Basically, yeah. Um... But but they uh they they worked on a ton of stuff. Yeah, like... they're like a support studio. So, all right, let's get into the game awards. There was a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it. Uh, just quickly to to share with Valkyrie Entertainment worked on uh, that were big. Uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, Forza Motorsport Two. Forza Motorsport Three. Both Saw games, Supreme Commander 2, Infamous 2, uh, Forza Motorsport 4, Twisted Metal, the reboot, everybody's favorite Connect Star Wars, Lost Planet 3, Batman Arkham Origins, Forza Motorsport 5, Infamous (laughs) Second Son, Middle-Earth Shadow of War, Injustice 2, God of War, State of Decay 2, Aliens Fireteam Elite, New World, that game that none of us play. Yeah. Okay. Bye. So they've worked on a lot of stuff, but they've never built their own game. Got it. From my understanding, yeah. Okay. So, back to the Game Awards. Did anybody watch it? Did you all watch it? No, I did not. Okay. I know I, Anthony didn't. He said even, he wasn't going to Even watch if it. they're game-related, and even though I know there's trailers and stuff, I can't stand award shows. I'm going to be uh, honest so... with you, this wasn't an award show. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I usually just end up catching whatever trailers I'm interested in on uh, Twitter. I mean, legitimately, over the past few years, I felt like he has gotten better at like recognizing the awards and the games, and like, like remember when he did that um, lifetime achievement stuff for oh, what was her name? The adventure game person, R- Roberto Williams. Yeah, like when he did that, and he did. You know, like, looking back at all this stuff, like, all of that felt lost this year. Like, this literally felt like an E3 presentation. 
and I'm not complaining because I like that's kind of what I tune in for. But the awards really felt like an afterthought more so this year than they have for the last few years, which I felt was weird. Mm. Um, there were like 10 world premieres in the pre-show, Ryan, if that tells you anything. World premiere. Yeah, there were like 10 of those in the pre-show. Uh, so I'm going to kind of start at the bottom from the beginning. So we got a release date for Tunic. It's out in March. We got a release date for Crossfire X, which is that Remedy single player for the multiplayer game. Uh, that's February. And Lost Ark, which is the MMO published by Amazon, will also be available in February. We got a new game from the De Falcon Age developer Outer Loop Games called Thirsty Suitors, which had a lot of strong Scott Pilgrim vibes. Like, you're basically playing this girl and she's fighting all of her exes. So, looks interesting. Uh, Telltale announced two new games. (laughs) One is based on The Expanse, which is uh, that Amazon TV show. Uh, It's being co-developed by uh, Deck Nine, which is a studio behind the new Life is Strange game. And they're also making a Star Trek uh, game called Resurgence, based on the next generation. PUBG announced that they are now free to play, so you can just go play it. After losing players to Fortnite, (laughs) they have decided to join Fortnite. Sure. Yes. Sure, why not? Yeah, they're a little late. <laughs> yeah. Fortnite done got um, Spider-Man, so you lose. Uh, Cuphead's expansion. I, I heard, by the way, uh, that the Spider-Man stuff in Fortnite is actually really good. Well, it's better than the Avengers stuff. I've, uh, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen, The web swinging is like amazing, spectacular, and all the other Spider-Man jokes, but like it is... Unbelievable how good the web swinging is in that. Didn't they give it to every character? Doesn't every character have like a swing mechanic? You think now? so? Yeah. It's a, it's a mythic weapon kind of thing that you can pick up, I believe. Like, um, does they, Spider-Man they have to pick it about... up? No. Okay. It's Spider-Man's just a um, skin. Um, it's like uh, um, so they had a couple years ago, um, or not a couple years ago. Uh, the Mandalorian's like gun you could pick up as a mythic weapon, and I think that's what the web shooters are too. Gotcha. I don't know because I haven't played it, but that's just my understanding. I don't play Fortnite, so I have no idea how that shit works. I'm I'm just I'm enamored by like the cultural touchstone of that game. It's basically Ready Player One in a sense. Kind of crazy, but good. Yeah. Um, Cuphead's uh, expansion. Made another appearance. They finally got a release date, June 30th, 2022. And it will be available for every platform uh, that Cuphead is available on. We saw the trailer for Hellblade 2, which was in-game. And after playing that Matrix demo, I believe it now. Holy shit, I cannot believe that was actually gameplay. (laughs) Like, that game looks ridiculous. Also... Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll play 
uh, that game, and I will be absolutely terrible at it. Just like the original. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know if you watched the trailer, but God bless America. That I, That is I them. That is in-game, and it is just mind-blowing how good it looks. Uh, I, I believe it. the original game looks fantastic. But this one's built on Unreal 5, which is what that Matrix demo is. And it's just uncanny how good it looks. Uh, they announced a Dune RTS spinoff called Dune Spice Wars. Uh, it'll launch an early access on PC in 2022. Not the first time Dune's gotten a game like that. Yeah. Uh, we got to see the new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Um, God damn, that looks good. <laughs> ain't gonna lie, man. That first movie was good. This one looks good, too. Uh, uh, so I haven't seen the first one. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Thank God. Well, yeah. My, the my, internet. My wife and son liked it a lot, but thank God the internet bullied them out of using that original Sonic design. Good lord! So yeah. Ben Schwartz presented the trailer at the Game Awards, and he made the joke about fixing Sonic's teeth and legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Google Play games are coming to PC, so you'll be able to play your phone games on your computer. I feel like we're going backwards. Okay. I feel like we're making bigger cell phones again. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's been the case for a long time. Oh. Uh, Among Us is coming to VR. Seems like a weird... I've never played it, but it seems like a weird game to put in VR. It. I'm wondering how they're doing it. I mean, it like, looked like... It literally looked like Among Us in the trailer, just in first yeah. person. It, it, I'm wondering, though, if you're going to be... So have either of you played Among Us? I have no. not. No. Okay, so when you're when you're a crew member, you have to do a certain amount of tasks. There's two ways to win. You get rid of all the imposters, or you have what's called a task completion win. So if you complete all the ta- every if everybody completes all their tasks, the crew wins. They have a little bar that increases. And if the imposters outnumber the crew, the imposters win. And the crew members, when they're doing their um, tasks, basically play a little mini game. Um, so I'm wondering if you're going to be having to like do that manually, like have your move your hands to like connect the wires or whatever, um, because. That would make it probably very hard for the imposters to fake doing the activities. Um, because that that's one of the things is like as an imposter, you need to fake do act, like fake act doing like the um, tasks, but no one sees you doing it. They they just see you standing around. And in VR, I wonder how that'll work. It'll probably get a second life off of that if it if it turns out well. Uh, we got our first trailer for the Halo TV series, which will premiere in 2022 on Paramount Plus. I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, this yeah. I have not watched it, so I can't comment. Yeah, I think it looks good. Here was an interesting 
series of events. So Keeley made a comment about, you know, the harassment, the Activision stuff. And then he debuted a trailer from Quantic Dream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which was the new Star Wars Eclipse. Uh, It's a video game from Quantic Dream that takes place during the High Republic era of Star Wars. It's a intricately branching action adventure game that can be experienced in many ways and puts the destiny of multiple playable characters in your hands. So what he's saying, what they're saying is eventually at some point, somebody's going to go super Saiyan and fight a Mayan God at the end. Cool. Maybe who knows? Fucking, I'm still, I'm still angry about Indigo prophecy. I mean, I'd just be angry about David Cage in general. Yeah. Uh, what do you need out of a console? And his response was more emotion. Emotion. <laughs> we could do the emotion joke again. Emotion. I need emotion. emotion. What? We're asking you physical hardware, and you're like, I need more emotion. You hack. You fucking Hollywood failure. The best thing David Cage has done, and listen, I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't done some good games. The best thing he's ever done is write the like the music for the Time Cop video game. Oh shit! They have Jean Claude in it. That terrible, terrible Time Cop video game. The music is the best part of that. Oh man! Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is finally coming to PC. Only on the Epic Store. Of course it is, and for a ton of money. Oh yeah. Square Enix is going to milk the fuck out of this thing. They're going to take the Epic money, and then you know what's next? They're going to probably take some uh, Xbox Game Pass money. <laughs> Four years later, we still won't get part two. Yep. <sighs> God damn. And people That's are. That's what you did. That's what you and your ilk that wanted a remake of that game have, have done. Are you talking to me? Look at what your deeds have wrought. <laughs> I mean, I see people online getting like excited, like, oh my god, it's finally coming to PC! Like, they haven't already played it. I'm just like, why do you care if it's coming to PC? Like, are you gonna spend another $300? Yeah, you are. I, spoilers, yeah. Aerith dies. Bum, 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 well, bum, not in this yeah. one, Anthony. We ain't even got past the first That's disc. True. That's true. I can't say that for certain because... <laughs> They probably they gonna change totally it. Change. They probably gonna I, change I'm it. I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode Twelve: Aerith Phoenix Down. You can now fuck <laughs> Aerith. Aerith, <laughs> whatever the fucking one it is, is really like. Oh my god, I love that game, but God, people go way too far. Uh DC and Warner Brothers announced a new Wonder Woman game which is being developed by Shadow of Mordor developer Monolith. I mean, it literally sure. was just a short trailer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I'd love to see Monolith do another first-person shooter. Oh, by the way, very good at those, but... the Wonder Woman game will implement the Nemesis system. I mean, they, they fucking copyrighted so they better. It fucking better. I'm excited for uh, a Wonder Woman game. We've never I'm not, had I'm, one. I'm not upset. I'll yeah. probably end up playing it if I have a console that can play it. Yeah, it's probably only going to be the new consoles would be my guess. Uh, speaking of DC games only on new consoles, they also showed gameplay of the Suicide Squad game. 
Boy, I'm not. Wow, talk about just not being interested. Well, obviously, uh, I am because I'm a DC fan, and it's yeah, rock so steady, am I. So. I buy, I buy yeah, the comics, I, but like it's, and I I'm, loved I'm, Evil Flash. But I'm interested in checking it out to see what it's like. I, uh, I'm not like over the moon about it, um, but I, I, I want to check it out. I'm not. I'm not like. You know, saying, well, it, it's going to be bad. I just looked at that trailer and went, someone else has to be the guinea pig for this. Because I saw, like, oh, you're, they're just going to send waves of enemies at you, is what it looked like to me. And then they're going to have a big boss that you fight, and then you're going to move on to another area. I don't and I'm like, I'll that's what it looked like. And I was just like, okay. I don't even have to question it. I'll play the fuck out of that game. I don't care. Uh, they did show a story trailer for Elden Ring. Uh, also, Elden Ring won for the second year in a row most anticipated game. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think it's going to win next year. Just just a thought. Uh, <laughs> boy, this was the biggest slap in the face. So a trailer popped up and had the word Silent Hill in it. And it's for a new game called Slitterhead, which by that sounds dirty. Is it just me or does that sound dirty? Sound a little dirty. Um, it's from a new studio called Bokeh Game Studio, uh, and it's led by the Silent Hill creator Keshiro Toyama. Uh, and it's a new horror game called Slitterhead. I'm never gonna be comfortable saying Slitterhead. Uh, one of the big. Uh, moments which I, I people were like shocked by this, but I thought we'd already knew this, known that this was coming. Uh, Remedy announced Alan Wake two coming in twenty twenty three. It wasn't official yet. I so know it wasn't official. It was, it was a we... rumored, and like they could have brought him in into like a control two scenario, right? Like it could have. Th- Alan Wake was going to continue, but I didn't know, and I don't think anybody knew in what way it was going to continue. Was it going to be a new game that, right, like, or that has Alan Wake in the title, or was it going to be something different? So, also, Sam Lake confirmed that it is definitely a survival horror game as opposed to an action adventure game. Cool, I'm in. And for some reason, they closed the show with the Matrix Unreal Engine, which was cool, but kind of a weird way to close the show, I guess. Uh, and then we we can't... Did any... So, did we do the bingo card? Did we say who we thought was going to win? I thought we did, didn't we? Game of the year? No, we didn't. Uh, at least we didn't on any show that I was on, but I wasn't I think, on a whole bunch of I them, think, so. Yeah, I think it was just uh, myself, Drew, and Ken that did. And I, I don't remember who said what. I think I said Psychonauts 2... But I was like, maybe it was going to be It Takes Two. I didn't think Metroid Dread was going to win, but... I think I picked Deathloop uh, because I knew how much people yeah. liked that among the editors. I did not think It Takes Two would win, but it did, and Joseph mm-hmm. Ferris got up on stage and said a lot of profanity. <laughs> Great. Um... I, I don't... I'm not mad. I love that game. I'm not... I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to say this now because, like, I I like the game. 
I gave it a good score, way better than I took it gave a way out. Um if I see this formula again and people praise it once again as something unique, I'm going to be like you fucking people it literally won the game of the year award at the game awards. Like everybody keeps treating this like it's the only co-op experience. And I'm like I, it's not. It's the only one that is mandated co-op. Um but like it was it was clearly a better work where they took everything that they learned from a way out did it a lot better. They they clearly understand how to make video games. You know, I realize that's a weird thing to say, but if you play a way out, it feels like someone that's trying to make a movie and then throw video game elements into it and it takes two feels like a video game that is telling a story. Man, the gameplay's so good. Some of the best platforming in a video game, but unfortunately, like it is I want to explore a world but I am tied with someone else and there's really nothing to gain from exploration. Take your mechanics and do something really tell that story you want to tell, but like, you know, and and I'm not saying get rid of co-op, but like, don't make it mandatory because I think like that hindered a lot of people from playing it because it is a very good game, but you know, you have to get someone else and like playing with two different people would be really weird. It's a long um, game too, and it's a long game too. So it's 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 one of those things where it's like I, as much as I want to be like, it is a fantastic game. Um, it is a weird game to have win, where I'm like, you know, and and it, I, I'm very glad that he seems to have found his stride, though, because like you know, you play like Brothers got a lot of like. Acclaim. I know a way out did too, but it felt like a weird misstep. And now he's back to being like, no, gameplay is the focus, and we're gonna work on that in the narrative. Um, but it's just like, am I gonna tell you that this game is better than um I and I didn't like Metroid Dread, but like am I gonna tell you is it's a better video game than Metroid Dread? Am I gonna tell you it's a better video game than uh God, what else was there? Uh, Deathloop, which isn't everybody's cup of tea, and I obviously can't play it. Everybody forgot about Resident Evil. Um, Everybody forgot about Resident Evil, and like, am I going to tell you that this is a better game than Psychonauts 2? Because if we're going to talk about a game that uses mechanics in its story and is a wonderful 3D platformer, which it takes two, is like, man, Psychonauts 2... Absolutely fucking steamrolls. I still I still find it weird that neither Psychonauts 2 nor Ratchet and Clank won anything. I'm not surprised Ratchet and Clank didn't win anything, and that's not because I think Ratchet and Clank is dead or but it's just like this is the place Ratchet and Clank has felt found itself since the first three games. Yeah, I get it. It was just, man, it was the, probably the most next-gen game I played this year, I think. And, like, 
the fact that Psychonauts 2 didn't win anything for music or writing or... Yeah, the Psychonauts 2 thing blew my mind, although I was cheering for Guardians of the Galaxy when it won best... What was it? Direct? Hey! Yeah. As someone that hasn't even played that game fully, totally, totally understand why that won, too. The amount of writing and the amount that it is... Like, it is quality writing and it's a ton of writing. The fact that it doesn't have any missteps and there's way too much dialogue... <laughs> To yeah. even listen to as you're shooting people, um, but it just it is a I don't know like it's a weird thing because it's like I don't really care about the game awards. What does it really say at the end of the day? Like, well, it, not it much when he's not even, when he's spending probably fifteen percent of the time, which was three hours by the way, um, talking about the awards. I don't even yeah. know how much he how much stake he puts in it. You know? Yeah, like. I'm not saying like oh they've invalidated my opinions or like the, the no award show by the way none even the Oscars especially the Grammys like especially the Grammys but like all these award shows like don't let them invalidate your what you like because and I, I said this on Twitter if you like something and you really love it tell the artist. Tell the people that that create it, because you and I don't get to vote on this stuff. This is a group of people of, I mean, really, who fucking chose them to be the end-all, be-all, right? And ultimately, like, and I say this as someone that gets games for free, but I think all of us buy a ton of shit, too, um... It's a bunch of people that got the stuff for free. You're you're telling them that they're worth something with your dollar. And like and then being able to say, and I love what you what I paid for, like I found it worth my time and worth my while to then reach out to you and tell you that I loved your product, what your art what you made, I think is more valuable than you know, an award show that focuses more on trailers for video games that are upcoming. And clearly doesn't really care about the people that make video games unless they're their friend. And I think that's where this, I think that's where like Jeff and sort of the game awards showed their hand was like, I'm not asking you to go on stage and criticize Activision Blizzard. That was never, you know what I mean? Like what, that's kind of weird to do as a show that is trying to talk positively about creators, but at the same time, like the people that are actually making the games, you're not standing up for them when you stood up for Kojima for having a disagreement with the family that owns Konami and leaving. And like, where was that passion when Koji Garashi had that happen to him with the same fucking company? And where's that passion now when a bunch of people whose names you don't know are speaking out about how they're being treated, right? Like, so to me, it's like, I think this shows that like, and I'm not saying it doesn't have its place, but like, it's more important that we as people that are consumers, rather than this elite few that get to vote on it, tell these companies like, I love what you made. I, my disappointment in... Psychonauts 2 not winning 
I mess I I tweeted to Double Fine because I want them to know like that game touched me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And this is someone that just played Psychonauts one beforehand and loved it, but Psychonauts two like invoked something in me as a person, not just as someone that was playing a video game. And you know, when we come to the game of the year discussion, I'm gonna have a hard time choosing between a game that I loved playing and feeling and experiencing and a game that blew my mind with mechanically what it did in inscription, like what is more important. And like, that's the reason why, like when they say, Oh, this is a game of the year. It's like, it's nice, but you know, is it important? And I kind of come to the conclusion that maybe it's not the, you know, a game award show like this. Yeah, I'm looking over the list of winners, and I and I, I I bumped into a few things. One of the things that really stuck out to me is like, you know, they had that independent game award, and I was the way people talked about it. I thought Inscription was like a shoe in, like there's no way it would lose, and it lost both of those awards to Kena Bridge of Spirits, and I'm just like, I don't know about that. And I'm looking over some of these, too. It's also very weird, like, you know, how they had the player's voice where the player voted on the game of the year? That was Halo. Halo won that. And Halo wasn't even out. Yeah. You know, like... So well, the multiplayer it, was. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I suppose. But it's weird because they have this cutoff time. Like, it wasn't Forza Horizon 5 nominated for certain categories, but, but not for game, game of the year. Of the year. Yeah. Because it's not in the right time. So it's just, it's like... So this is just arbitrary bullshit that also, you stack in right. some sort of favor. Like, that's weird to me. Uh, Resident you know? Evil won one award. It was for was Maggie Robertson's performance of Lady D. <laughs> you know, tall vampire lady. Lady. Yeah. Listen, I, she's she she is fantastic. She is absolutely. She is, and like. I would love to see that character come back because her performance is great. And she seems to have a, f- a fun time, like, doing that voice for people. Like, I love the fact that, like, when voice artists get noticed for a- an amazing job. But, like, I don't know. It's a little weird that, like, the meme character got, you know? Like, it's, it's, it, the award show this year seemed very weird to me. Like, other years I haven't had this much of a response to it. And, like, this year I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're choosing off of. Like, who made this list? It would be better off, because, so, the way, I don't know the way they, they do voting, but the way that they do voting in, like, the Oscars is I think you, like, list a certain amount. You and top several, right? Yes, and then they, like, figure it out. Point. Yes, and then they assign them points, and basically they figure out who won by who has the most amount of points, and like obviously you have less points if you're lower. And so you get these weird winners, but it's like, oh, this... So, like, two people really resonated with one movie, but no one else did. So, you know, but that movie still has a chance because of how many points the first place is. And so you get a better response. I have no idea how they chose it because, like, you know, how many critics did I see 
I didn't want Metroid Dread to win, but like I saw a bunch of critics go, this is an amazing game. And it won Best Action Game, and I'm really glad about that, but like, it's weird that it didn't win, because It Takes Two wasn't really talked about. Had a very short lifespan, and then all of a sudden it's like, number one game? It won three awards total. And it won Best Family Game? It is not a family game. It is not a family game at all. Do not show your kids this game. It is it is a terrible story about wishing away divorce. It is a very much a game about for adults, especially the sequence with the teddy bear. You mean the elephant? Um, the elephant. Sorry, I forgot it was an elephant. Yes. Yeah. The elephant... Which is so disturbing. <laughs> the elephant is probably one of the most disturbing things I've played in a game this year, and I played Resident Evil 8. And you can only do that because it's a toy. Yes. I, um, uh, yeah, but, yeah, it's, um, it was, it was just a weird, award, like, reading over the awards after they won, uh, and everything was done, I was like, I don't know how they made some of these decisions. I would love to know. All right. So that is the Game Awards. That is all the news. Uh, I have one email. Uh, it comes from Jeremy and says, I am writing this email from vacation in Negril, Jamaica. It is glorious here. Internet is terrible, which works great for me. I picked up Chorus the other day, as it sounds like it's right. Uh, it sounds like my kind of game. Really looking forward to playing it when I get home. I didn't get a chance to watch the Kiwis. <laughs> But it sounds like it was a good show. Have a great week, as always. Thank you for the show. I like. I, I'm so happy to see more people getting into like picking up chorus because I think that's a sleeper for this year. I really like that game. So there you go. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to playing that once I get through some of these other games. God, there's been so many I, I still see people talk about like I, I think it's such a cliche now when people are like, There were no games this year, like the games are drying up and I'm like Dude, I I can't even get through all of the crap that Same. is that has come out this year that I want to finish. Like I haven't finished chorus. I, I just haven't had time there's to get back games to it. From like three years ago that I wanted to play that I haven't had a chance to play. So yeah, like I just don't, I don't understand this whole like, well, there's nothing to play. There's, the games are drying up. I'm like, did you fucking finish everything that's come out? Like, right. I know you don't play I mean, every game, but yeah, still. exactly. Well, I was gonna say like most of those people they complain. I'm like, oh, I only play like two types of games, and I won't play anything else. Well. That's a very much you problem. I'm yeah, sorry. That's on you. Yeah, like, have you tried one of the many handful of hentai games that come out every week on Switch? Maybe you'll discover something in yourself. Open your horizons. Open your heart. It's gonna be alright. We didn't talk oh, about that. God. They showed the new Sonic game at the game. Oh, of fuck! I knew there was something that we were missing. Breath of the Sonic. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm like excited, have no idea how the fuck that's going to work. Yeah. And at the same time, 
I was getting uncomfortable Sonic 2006 vibes just by the graphics. Yeah, let's not think about in... that. I don't think we're. I don't think we need to worry about that. I'm like, oh, so castles and realistic grass and trees, and oh no, we're heading back into that territory. Well, let's just hope it's the a, moment the... there's a human character that isn't Robotnik, I'm out. Let's just hope that we don't see, you know, the Black Knight. Yeah, Sonic the will the to Knight. fight the night. Yeah. Sorry. All right. That's 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 a song from that game. Oh god. That game. Oh that game. The Sonic storybook games. Yeah. Well, close that you, book. It was bad. You're telling me you're not interested in Sonic making out with a human woman? Oh my god, she gives him the best. They had eyes. to can I can I just say that like literally the game ends with that whole story being wiped from history, but I had to watch it. How unfair! <laughs> should have just not made it. You should have just wiped it from history. That as you're making it, someone should have walked over and just ripped the hard drive out and went, "It's over. We're done." And they made two bad games in the same time span. They did Sonic 2006 and then Sonic and the Secret Rings, and both of them are bad. Yeah, that, that is not a lie. Both of those games make Sonic Unleashed, you know, look like a gem. Wait, is Sonic Unleashed the one where he turns into a were- werehog? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how, how have they just spent, like, 30 years completely massacring all the goodwill they've been built up from hey, the Sonic series. 20 I, years, I guess. But. I don't know. But, you know, they, the, they made a good movie. They What was the Sonic Hero? Not Sonic Hero. What's the... Nope, Mania. Mania. Sonic Mania was good. They did Generations. Sonic Forces then, is okay. Okay. People really hate on that game, and my response is, like... It's fine. Have you played other Sonic games? It's fine. There's a lot worse. Somebody said Forces makes 06 look good, and clearly that person never played 06. No. Do one mock speed no. section and tell me that this game is playable. It is not. No, Sonic 06 is is quite literally in the annals of history of being one of the worst games ever made. It's... The only reason why Sonic 06 is, like, not the worst game ever is because Perfect Weapon exists. Superman 64. Uh... No, no, Sonic 06 is better than Superman 64. Perfect Weapon is also better than Superman 64. Oh, man, no. Superman 64, it's like... It's the worst game ever made. It's a bad game, but I'm like... No, there's no but. Is, there is no but. But it doesn't... Perfect Weapon is so bad. At least I'm like, this looks like Superman in a cartoon. Perfect Dude, Weapon's no. like, what if we just mangled a bunch of pixels? Have, have you screen? ever played Superman 64? Yes! Did it's you make bad. it? Did you make it past the rings? No, I couldn't make it past the first two screens Thank in, you. in Perfect Weapon. Let me tell you that somehow... The first somehow... two screens are two seconds! Wait. It's got a fucking fixed camera! Wait. I'm telling you, Perfect Weapon is a better game than Superman 64. Superman 64 I is Having played, so I own Perfect Weapon. Uh, I did not own Superman 64, but I did rent Superman 64. And I can tell you, 
definitively that Perfect Weapon is a better game than Superman 64. Superman 64 is funny because people remember the rings. The rings are not even the worst part of that game. The car. The car. Oh, the car. there's more than that. The the only the only reason why like I think Sonic 06 is somewhat better is because clearly there was a budget behind it, which is not the case with Perfect Weapon and Superman. Yeah, that was a bad fucking game. Yeah, Sonic has a lot of bad games, everybody. Yeah. I'm not yeah. breaking down any... Uh, well, Sonic Advance and Sonic Rush on the DS, those series, fucking great. Play those. Alright, let's wrap up the show with these tweets from Real Shogun Beats. He says, Game Awards! Let's talk about those trailers. Hellblade looks incredible. I need to finish the first one. Suicide. I also need to play that. I have not played that either. On Game Pass. Go get it. I know. Uh, Suicide Squad looks like the spiritual successor of Sunset Overdrive. I think I'm going to play... Fuck, how did we not... Oh my god! We forgot to talk about Space Marine! Oh, yeah. The second one. Which is the game that that was announced that I actually like really cared about, and I can't believe I didn't mention it. Dude, as soon as I saw the blue troopers drop down with the chainsaw, I was like, "Oh my god, they're making they're making Space Marine 2. Oh, I love it. I love that first game so much. Oh, I hope they do a remaster of the first one because you can't play it anymore. I was about to ask if it's backwards compatible because I nope. didn't think it was. Nope, it's not. Yeah, that really sucks, man. Because the first game, Anthony, have you played the first Space Marine game? No, I bought it. It's sitting there uh, for 360. I was hoping it would become backwards compatible. It's not, but uh, I do own it. I need to play it. I know it's Gears of War, but it's worth hooking hooking your 360 up to play. I'm lucky enough to have my 360 hooked up. I put it through the back of the Xbox One, and I just switched to the watch TV on Xbox One mode to play 360. Isn't there a lag in that? Not... Not noticeable amounts, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't I had an Xbox I with an, a, I haven't had an Xbox with an HDMI in in probably yeah. I don't know six years. <laughs> so so, I think it would be more noticeable if I was playing faster paced games. Like for the most part, it's like I've played third person shooters which have a lot of aim assist and um, you know action games that aren't super precision based but like if i were playing a fighting game or like a really twitchy shooter i i could totally understand there being lag but i have not noticed it no yeah that screen is so good and i calling it um gears of war is accurate in the sense that that's the way the game plays mm-hmm. um but it's 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 so much better than just a Gears clone. Like it's it really is a phenomenal game. Yep, that is a that is a wonderful game. I was so excited to see they're making a sequel. Can't wait to play that. Uh, am I the only one who thinks if your game isn't being made with Unreal Engine Five, you're wasting my time? That Matrix Tech demo is amazing. Has anybody figured out what those dots on the map mean or? Um, assuming this goes to the next one, or no, that's it. I have no idea what the dots on the map mean, but you are totally right. Unreal Engine Five is fucking uncanny. It's it's insane. I can't wait to play the first game, like the first full legitimate game. So, 
that's built in Unreal Engine 5, because God damn. Uh, he says, my God, 343 did the impossible. They made a good Halo game after failing twice. You would think that the combat would be old by now, but it's so much fun, and that grapple hook mixes it up nicely. The game just screams co-op. Oh, well, guys, until next time, time to finish the fight, maybe. We gotta finish the fight. Yeah, man. Um, when co-op gets added to the campaign, it's gonna be fucking crazy. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to to hop into some co-op and play that game. Fucking waffle stomp those fucking turd banished. <laughs> you swing a bunch of Spider Men swinging into the battle. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Apparently, Anne Rice just died. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Wow. Huh. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. To be, I'm glad that I waited for Halo, you know, to kind of finalize my game of the year list because it's definitely going to be up there. Uh, I do need to play some more of that. But yeah, we're getting close. We is, I legitimately only have one full work week left of the year, and then I'm off until January third. Must be nice. You're not taking any time off for Christmas? I'm not. Uh, I'll be off Christmas Eve, and I'll be off uh, Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, but I just was off for a week, so. Yeah, I was uh, off for thanks. I was off the week of Thanksgiving, and then see, my problem is, is I don't take vacation throughout the year. So at the end of the year, I have like a hundred days that I got to take. <laughs> So I had to take a week in November. I had to take like four Fridays in October. And now I'm off. My last day is the 23rd. Uh, and then I'm off until January 3rd. So I'm going to sleep a lot. We'll play a lot of video games. I think I'm going to do. Yeah, we've got, if we do a show on the day after Christmas, we only have two more shows left for the 2021 and then, yeah, it's uh, time to do Game of the Year in January. Pick your games. Yep. I'll have, like, two games on my list. <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, come on. You've played two games in December that are probably going to be on your list. True, but I, I haven't finished either one of them yet, so. Oh, you ain't got to finish it. It's all right. It's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to tweet us at M4G Podcast, you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow me at ztgd on Twitter. Follow Anthony at Complacent Robot and Ryan at WombatRP. You can follow the site at ztgd content and also check out Phoenix Down. Man, I am loving Phoenix Down right now, listening to those guys talk about Death Stranding. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but when Drew messaged us and with his theory. <laughs> Oh, it made me laugh so hard. Like, oh, you beautiful young man, please keep sending your theories to me so you can I can laugh at your wrong. <laughs> I'm listening to the show and they're like, "Does this mean something? Does this mean something?" I'm like, <laughs> "God, I can't wait for them to get to the the snow scene with uh with Nicholas, whatever his name is." The actor that plays... Uh, yeah, or, uh, no, he's the director. Nicholas Harden-Redden. 
something like that. Yeah. He's the director of Drive. Because that that is the scene that where I was just like, whoa. I like did the Keanu, whoa. It's another yeah. game I have not played. Oh man, it's it's good. It, I re- I said it a million times now this time, but like, man, what a movie I really wanted to hate. You mean a game? I, or a game I should say <laughs> I really wanted to hate. Um, <laughs> you I could really be mistaken wanted... with Kojima, but yeah. no, I, I it's because I'm looking up Drive. Um, when it was Nicholas Winding Winding Refn. Yeah, that dude, the director of Drive, and then uh, a bunch of other movies nobody really cared about as much. Um, which is disappointing because visually he's unmatched, I think. But um, yeah, like uh, man, I really like after those bonkers trailers, I was just like, this is gonna be fucking trash. And then Kojima was like, I'll fucking prove him wrong, and boy, did he! I, I had I to love, come and be like, I, I apologize. I love that <laughs> Drew was like, they're never going to explain why fragile skin is messed up. Like, yeah, they, uh, they yeah, do. they they literally do, and like, I think not too long from where he is. <laughs> He's like, it'd be another one of those things they don't explain. I'm like, oh no, they they totally explain that. Totally. Anyway, that's all I have for this week. So unless anybody has anything else, we'll get out of here. Chris Bird. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.